0: Hello, welcome to another episode of Unpacking Your Queerness. I have another special guest on the podcast today, my grandmother Theo Guns. Um we've had a couple episodes if you haven't listened to those yet, episodes 21 and 28. Uh they were both great episodes and I have I have my grandma back on the podcast today to talk about um a little bit about her experiences with alcoholism and also raising my father um, as a, you know, my father um, as a, when he was an undiagnosed ADHD child. So uh, without further ado, welcome back, Grandma. Thank you. Thank you.
1: It's nice to be with you and welcome to Sun Valley, Idaho. Yes.
0: Thank you. It's been lovely. Um, Anyways, uh, yeah, my first question is... um, so, with with my dad, um, one, what were, like, some of the first things you would say you noticed that, like, you could tell that he was maybe different than most kids?
1: Well, uh, I, I didn't actually notice that he was different. I noticed that he was um, a very outgoing, uh, friendly, loving little kid... Uh, curious and a lot of fun we were worried when he started to walk that he walked on his toes because someone told us that one of our friends told us that walking on your toes was an was an indication of some kind of a brain anomaly Um, but that his brain functioned perfectly well uh, very curious just and i had no notion or any idea that there was anything unusual or different about him um he got along well with everybody he was sweet uh in school he did well he has very strange handwriting it's illegible mm-hmm. nobody can under read it or but he's left-handed so my father was left-handed and I. Was, assumed that because he was left-handed, no one would ever be able to understand his writing. Um, In school, in elementary school, he was tested and put in an advanced, a gifted children's program. Uh, As he got older, he got less interested in structure. Uh, He had many, many, many emergency... He had accidents. He was very accident-prone. That's the only thing that I think was troubling uh, about him. A sign that there, just constant drink, drinking kerosene at one of my artist friends' houses. Wow. Uh, putting beans up his nose. Uh, he had a terrible crash. Running into a stationary airplane he just had his physical with his physician and we went to the park to celebrate his perfect health and smash right into the fixed wing of an airplane with a terrible gash we got him right to an emergency physician and then the emergency physician said go to a plastic surgeon so lots and lots of horrible troubling gashed legs yeah, yeah. So, but otherwise personality wise uh just i thought delightful curious wonderful um, distracted and and mm. the distraction manifested in the emergency room mm. of the hospital so that's that was my experience uh with him growing up I see. Uh, but I find him to be, I mean, he's just a terrific human being. He's one of my favorite conversationalists. It's always fascinating to talk to him. Um, So, yeah, if he's ADHD or has some kind of a brain challenge or brain differentiation, it's, for me, um, not a a challenge or a worry.
0: Well, lovely. Thank you for sharing. Um, I certainly relate to a lot of what you said about him, you know, like his impulsivity and his hyperactivity. Um, and, uh, but you know, like that all, it's also like blended with his personality. Um, and yeah, no, he's just a great person as we both, as we both feel and we both know. And I, I know many others feel the same way um and so yeah the next thing i wanted to ask you today um is related to your experience with alcoholism if that's something that you're comfortable talking about and um yeah i'm just you know it's it's like we haven't uh talked about it a lot before and I I know that alcoholism is something that a lot of neurodivergent people struggle with. Um, Right. Yeah, so.
1: Okay, so uh, I got into trouble with pills and oh, smoking cigarettes was of course something starting at 14, uh, smoking uh, and then pills and alcohol. My mother was uh, an alcoholic who was um, full-blown, I think she was probably 35 when she was really a serious alcoholic and that triggered bipolar disorder, manic depressive disorder, which was a huge, huge challenge. She uh, ultimately had over 30 electroshock treatments. So we dealt with her challenges, mental challenges, in and out of uh, psychiatric facilities. But you didn't ask about my mother, you asked about me. So I've dealt with an addictive personality um, since I started smoking cigarettes. And at age, it got, you know, it was very distracting. I was asked to leave my university twice due to my unattractive behavior. and uh, had a very difficult time focusing um, on on studying but at age 32 i got into um, a group program that was that dealt with my addiction and was able to uh, stop doing the addictive behavior and engaging in uh, addictive substances. So that was at age 32 and I'm now 80. So I've had way more time um, sober and straight than I did uh, in the mayhem that I created around my various addictions to food, uh, nicotine, pills, alcohol, uh, spending money. Yeah, I've had some decades of calm thanks to uh, a self help program
0: i see thank you for sharing all of that as well um I just um I had another curiosity i mean i I know we're kind of going back and forth a little bit um but I, I suppose it's it's still um kind of a little bit on the topic of addiction um what was it I know my 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 dad had some struggles with addiction too and and that happened when he was a teenager um what was it like having to like see him go through that and did did your experience influence that in any way um what was that like
1: it was very troubling and disturbing to see both my sons experimenting with uh, drugs and uh, alcohol. Due to the fact that I'd had my challenges, and then of course my mother's ongoing mental illness, and alcoholism was constantly troubling. So uh, I had my mother's uh, in and out of psychiatric facilities, um, and then my uh, son's being as creative. I call it being creative. George, your dad, um, would act like he was okay, but his eyes would be pinwheeling, and I would always know when no. he was uh, experimenting. Uh, yeah. yeah, he'd be pinwheeling, and so I would point that out and ask him, you know, about it. And, uh, but they were teenage boys, brothers uh, in and out, and their cousin, one of their cousins introduced them to marijuana. So, yeah, I was very troubled, and because I had found success with a a group of men and women who helped me with my addictions, I shoved them into programs very early um, and encouraged them to to participate in those programs to deal with their uh, drug and alcohol challenges. Yeah, and I uh, and your dad did spend several months in a rehab at an early I age.
0: I see. Um, what was it like, um, the transition, like, when he came back and, um...
1: yeah Yeah. without the disturbance of Mm -hmm. drugs and alcohol he returned to us of you know politically a little radical um Mm. but uh sane and healthy and uh you know just basically a very outgoing well a friendly uh curious smart really smart a human being.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, yeah. Very
1: and... easy to get along with. Not aggressive, not unpleasant, uh, not negative. Just a, a easy going, for me, very pleasant person.
0: Yeah, certainly. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> it's true, it's true. Um, well, since we have a few more, I think we have a little bit of time still um i wanted to ask you a little bit about my grandpa um george Grand the third um and a little bit like about your relationship with him because not you know not so much on a personal level but like on in terms of just you know we we know that of course we can't know now if he was neurodivergent or not but we know that he had a lot of quirky um personality traits and so i don't know
1: i'd love to share briefly about him a really generous person um uh very smart and engaged in many 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 activities and lives but here was the big problem he was thrill. he was a thrill seeker an adventure seeker who had no nervous system who could engage in all kinds of dangerous behaviors. And I am a person who, like the pea princess, who can't even stand um, a mosquito bite. If I get a mosquito bite, I'm very upset and want to go home. So uh, he, we we had two very different personality types. I was very vigilant about my surroundings. Scared most of the time, nervous, and nothing frightened him. So he would take me on these trips, these uh, death-defying adventures, have me in the ocean with him, surrounded by sharks and barracudas, thinking, isn't this wonderful? And um, I would be terrified. So we were all over. I was young in my 20s, all over the world, once I woke up on a small plane, single-engine plane that he foisted me aboard, um, flying over some an island actually in Ohio called Putin Bay, and I woke up in this terrifying little plane with no doors. So, and he thought that was a fun thing to do. So yeah, he was a really uh, adventurous kind of guy, and uh, I was in a total state of terror for yeah. years. Somehow, think, that was the major that was the major uh problem oh with our gosh. relationship.
0: <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that and I yeah, I I certainly recall his um adventurous spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Um well, i uh I think that's those are pretty much all the questions or most of the questions pretty much yeah, pretty much all the questions I wanted to ask you um I wanted to, to before we 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 um finish, I wanted to ask you a little bit about um the book that we were just talking about a day with no words okay by Tiffany Hammond and your um your pers- your opinion and commentary. Okay, yeah.
1: so listening to um, Jorginho's podcast, which I do uh, regularly, to learn what I can uh, about autism or neurodiversity, uh, neurodiversity, and all the things that I'm learning about listening to the podcast, I'm really enjoying what I'm hearing. Um, has has encouraged me to pay attention. And so on NPR, which I also listen to, National Public Radio, I heard a wonderful, wonderful interview with Tiffany Hammond. Uh, She's a podcaster. She's an activist. And she was discussing a book that she wrote. It's actually, I think, uh, more of a children's book, but everybody can enjoy it, called A Day With No Words, about her sons who are autistic and do not speak. And so she wrote this wonderful book um, for all of us, uh, showing us how even though some autistic people do not have verbal communication, they're absolutely present and we need to pay attention and know that they're conscious and present too. So I, I really love Tiffany's book, A Day With No Words, and, and Jorginho will tell you about her podcast, how you can listen to her, because she's an activist and a psychologist and brilliant and articulate and um, really helps us understand her sons who, who are
0: articulate
1: in their own way without words. So that's my recommendation, A Day With No Words by Tiffany Hammond.
0: Yes, I I thoroughly recommend everyone checking it out. I'm going to put uh, that information in the show notes. Um, Once again, thank you for for joining us, Grandma. Um, Another great episode um, (laughs) here in Sun Valley, Idaho, live. Um, So yes, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this one, and I'll see you next time.